This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. Sorry, I wasn't sure I pressed record. <laughs> I'm Shane. I'm Shane. <laughs> uh, yeah, you didn't sound too sure of yourself. <laughs> I was, well, I was like looking for the numbers to start. I mean, the yeah, the, yeah, the numbers, numbers to start, to start rolling. rolling. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> well, hot start here. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So if you want to reach or if you want to listen to more super quality recordings where no mistakes, it's just top notch, just, I mean, you can't get any better uh, disc golf content, doordisc.com, door underscore disc underscore golf, night underscore owls underscore pod or doordisc.com once again. We do have a full retail store, and we have a physical building location. And um, knowledgeable staff, guys will help you out. They love helping you out. So outside of that, let's hear what... You forgot YouTube. Oh, my goodness, and YouTube. And we just dropped a new video that had some of the best audio. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) The one at Pinecrest. Oh, man. It is so bad. But You guys need some of those, um, like, cordless mics or lapel mics. mics. Yeah. I'm going to make an investment and buy an actual <laughs> camera instead of our iPhones mm. that we can put the mics on. Yeah. So we'll so, see. It's, it's just funny because like, it's like, I don't know if they're yelling at the camera. <laughs> but <laughs> We're trying yeah. at points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then my little snide remarks when I'm going to throw a shot and stuff, it didn't pick up a lot of some of yeah. those. So, yeah. But, <clears throat> but, but the course looked good. It, the course does look good. And Is there a part two? There is not because it was raining and gross okay. the entire time yeah. that we just I, I, decided like yeah I'm done like <laughs> it did look pretty wet and it I was, like, was yeah, gross. It's probably not fun to throw in yeah I think we'll probably get out there and record the back nine at one point mm-hmm. um, but I actually tore it up on the back nine like did super super well oh, nice. on the back nine of course I didn't record, record it, it yeah. like as soon as we shut the camera off hole ten I throw no yeah it was hole ten I throw the shot and it's like inches away from chains like I'm like that would have sucked if I would have missed that of course so all right how do you feel about multiple courses on the same property during a tournament weekend hmm on the same property same property and they're both being used at the same time same time maybe being practiced may one's tournament style one's being practiced or they're both in tournament mode Mm -hmm. however it is but they're both being used I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, I mean, it's no different than uh, passing other players on holes and like hearing screaming or yelling or anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't see any problem with it. Oh, okay. Um, as long as they're not, I mean, they might be close, they might not be close. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have any problem with that. Like, are you flip flopping? After rounds, is this like a one day deal or is this No, just no? just asking. Like oh. like what if they're a different division? Oh, go for it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean there's no nothing saying, you know, that different divisions can't play different courses. Yeah. You know, for for a tournament. I mean, we see at Ledgestone the women playing Sunset and then mm-hmm. aren't playing that, but they're both playing, you know, Northwoods Black. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Eureka Temp. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's perfectly fine so i bring it up because did you see cat merch's post uh no i don't know if i did or not i'm really disappointed because like big fan of her yeah 
Still a big fan. Is this like her like recap of Ledgestone or is this uh, something different? It's a little bit after the first round. Okay. She put a post. She was standing outside of her, I believe it was outside of her campsite. I don't know. I mean, uh -huh. I'm sure it's front of her van or something like that. But she's she proceeds to complain about the amateurs that were on the other course on the property. Oh. And that was almost her exact words. She says, okay. oh, it was a good, I don't know if she said good round, but yeah, played the round today. But why were there... Or there, there should never be amateurs on a course, on another course on the same property while we're playing. This should never happen. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't quite get it. I was, I was reading like, is there a joke behind this? Or as I'm watching this, like, is there a joke behind right. this? Is this like slapstick? Is this, or is she authentic that another course where I can think of one hole that you can even see the other course. Interesting. Because we played the same courses. Uh-huh. Only one course where you can see the other course. Wow. So it's just kind of TMZ action, but like, I'm like, seriously, dude? Like, huh. I mean, as long as discs aren't coming flying into your fairway or on the green that you're on or anything coming into contact with you, I... There's no way they can. No. Like on the courses that we played, there was no way they can. Now, hmm. if they're worried about distractions in the background, yeah, then they shouldn't be a pro player. She should go build their own course in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because you could say if there's any noise, it seems like the gallery of a pro tour event, if it's on the same property, would be making just as much noise as the a lot amateurs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or if not more. If, yeah. You know, that's crazy. Oh, more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the amount of like clapping and explosions and like of, of roar and claps mm -hmm. and, you know, cheering and stuff like that because we were playing, we started very early yeah, <laughs> right after the women started because ah. we didn't do very well. But, um, right after FPL started, we were maybe 45 minutes behind lead card, sure. an hour behind lead card, somewhere around in there. Now maybe a little longer, about an hour and a half behind lead card, our card teed off. And, um, we're still, we're on the course while they're still on the course. Mm -hmm. And places were going nuts, you know, they're clapping and all that stuff. I mean, right in the middle of putts and things like that. None of us were worried about it. You know, none of us complained about it. It was, it was what it was. We knew that was going to happen. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a strange flex for her to call out amateurs playing on a different course while they were playing. Hmm. Seems weird. Why would, yeah. Why would that bother you? I don't know. It's on Instagram. You can look it up. Yeah. I, Unless she's sure since will. deleted it. But um, I was I was blown away by it. <laughs> I sit there. Actually, Jordan showed it to me, and I was like, "Really? Like, is that is that a complaint? You know, like so because Wait, that whole weekend. I mean, you think um, technically you're not an amateur. Me? Right? No, no, it wasn't us. Oh, okay. It was said, it was an amateur practice day oh, on okay. the other course. Got it, got is it. what it was. So we were actually at Eureka. So yeah. we were at Eureka Temp. Or excuse me, we were at Eureka Permanent, and the pros were playing Eureka Temp. Got it. Um, and then at the same time, FPO first round was at Black mm -hmm. Shorts, mm -hmm. and Northwoods Orange was being used. Because I think there was two or th two courses there. Northwoods Orange was being used for practice for AMs. Got it. So I think mm -hmm. that was the... The thing and and the courses don't cross. There's one point where they cross and that's it. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's a weird situation. Like unless someone had like come, 
at that point where they cross, if somebody had like come up to them and been like, Oh my God, can I get a picture or something like that? You know? Yeah. Maybe sure. they didn't realize that, you know, and after the round go for it. But absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, that that's excusable, but is it enough to complain about? Yeah. Those are your fans. That's pretty man. petty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and if it's an honest mistake, it's an honest mistake. Yeah. Right. You know? Absolutely. So, but yeah. So anyways, what'd you buy? Throw a hanger flipper. Okay. So I bought quite a few things. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Awesome. <laughs> Ooh, this will be good then. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, for, um, I bought three AGL discs. Okay. I bought two Magnolias, which is like, um, I think that's the first disc they came out with. Um, mid-range mm-hmm. in the, it's Woodland, which is kind of like Star. It's, uh, and that's a Glow Woodland. Well, these are all DD molded. I think they're all at 64 molded, aren't they? I thought they were gateway. Or are they gateway? Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I'm getting wrong. I'm, I'm, I got it wrong. Okay. I'm sorry. It's not that um, And then I got another Magnolia in, it's, I forgot what it's called. Something, it was an X, no, Sycamore was in the X out. Okay. Um, that's the, that's a fairway driver. And um, it, hemp plastic, something hemp plastic. I forgot what it was. Alpine, Alpine okay. hemp. XO. And then the other one, the other Magnolia I got was in just Alpine. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to get them to try them out and see how they go. They're kind of, mm-hmm. uh, kind of Emac truth or yeah. Emac truth ish. I think like okay. five, five Oh two. And then one of the plastics is five, six Oh two, just, you know, a little glidier mm-hmm. in that plastic. Mm-hmm. And then today I ended up buying two cloud breakers uh-huh. from the shop. Mm-hmm. I got a call about that. Because I guess PayPal doesn't like to do. Oh, there's something weird. Like pickup. If you yeah. pay with PayPal, you can't do local pickup. I don't know what the deal was. Because, yeah, when I went to pay, I picked pickup and then all of a sudden, or it was Shopify, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something. And I paid, or I clicked pickup and then it sent me a code, you know, like the for like iPhone that's like, oh, you enter this and whatever. And so I entered it and then all of a sudden it just brought me to shipping. Really? You know, okay. right, right away, I was like, okay, here's your sh-. Like, you paid, but then it's like, we're charging you shipping and stuff. So I had to call Cam. Yeah. And be like, dude, I'm just going to come pick them up at the shop. Yeah. Like, okay, did they charge you shipping? I was like, yes. And yeah. he's like, well, this has been happening. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah, did you pay with PayPal or was it with a credit card? Um, What did I? Maybe Apple Pay? Okay. Eh, I shouldn't do that. I don't know. Pay, but I yeah. forgot what it was. Yeah, we're, tr- we're trying to figure it out. I don't understand why the local pickup isn't working, but we'll get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, and it's weird because it does it. I know PayPal for sure. If you try to check out with PayPal, it doesn't allow you to do local pick. Well, it does this weird thing where you can put local pickup, pay with PayPal, and then all of a sudden it charges you shit. Yeah, I think that's what, what's, what happened. Yeah. Cause so, it, like, because your PayPal account is automatically linked to your shipping address. So I right. think that's just what. It just goes straight through. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to figure that one out. But for all you locals out there, um, or when you're local and you want to pick up, just give the shop a buzz. You know, yeah. And we'll refund the shipping if that ends up being the case. So, um, yeah. So, Cloud Breakers and then? Yeah, the AGL discs. And I okay. The Cloud Breakers, I don't know if I'm going to throw them. Just mm. because, uh, you know, the Eagle Creator Series or whatever. I'm. Yeah curious as to how different they would be but i just have this feeling they'd be way too stable for my arm right now well and i don't know 
And Eagle plays the <laughs> brilliant, but also like, come on, dude. He plays the, it's the best of all three cloud breakers. Shut up. No, it's not. <laughs> it is one of the three cloud breakers. Like, just tell us which one it is. This the is fourth? The, this is the, well, technically. Well, he's saying it's one of, it's a combination of one of the first three cloud breakers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what the fourth one is. Kind of. Yeah. Cause they, but how can it be? I don't know. Because they came out with a documentary about it. Uh-huh. There was like, well, documentary short yeah, one of video, you know, like, do. yeah. And it had Manny on it, which is cool to hear him talking about the designs of the discs. And then mm-hmm. UC was talking about and Eagle and everything. So, yeah, it was kind of interesting to hear him talk about it. But, yeah, because um, he was talking about the stability of the different, the three yeah, different ones had different right. stabilities. Yep. And I was just like, so how, if they all three had different stabilities, how can this be the best of all three of them? <laughs> you know, like, come on. Right. You know, like, okay. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was brilliant just to move them. I haven't thrown them yet. I didn't buy any. I was going to ask Joe, but I didn't see him tonight. So yeah, he, I know he, he has. has. Yeah, I think he said they're very DD three. Okay, is what he said. So mm-hmm. like current run DD threes. Oh, like so the seam, pretty the C lines. Yeah. So okay, so that's pretty stable seam. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what he said. I think that's what he said to me. So, um, yeah, and then we had the Gould's release. Mm-hmm. Which is the Castaplast Goulds that just overstable driver. Yeah. Yeah. Like three minutes. I don't know how long it was. Maybe 15 minutes. Every one of them were gone. Wow. We never in, did any Instagram posts. We yeah. never did any nothing. To I promote. didn't even know when they released. <laughs> yeah. The only time I promoted was here. It was, huh. They re- released what, like Wednesday of last week or something like that? Okay. Or this past week. I was, I was just blown away. Or Monday. Cause I don't remember when it was. Mm-hmm. I remember we were... I don't remember. I remember my watch just going nuts from all the orders. I'm yeah. like, what ha- What released today? And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, all the Goulds. And wow. Like, all right. Um, so that was pretty cool. But we do have a restock of those coming. So they, they released a limited amount more. But so, not first runs, are they? Are they considered first uh, I believe first they're run? still considered first runs. Oh, wow. The ones so they released. Dinty green color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then there's a bunch of glow stuff that's coming <coughs> out now too. So we're gonna get a couple nice. glow runs, which I'm pretty happy about. Those will um, probably sell fast as well. Oh yeah, they will. But they're super limited. Like I can only get the largest quantity of the there's five discs, the largest quantity I could get was eight. Mm, okay. Most of them are at four or six. Yeah. You know, and that's Jeez. it. Wow. So yeah. But um yeah, so I bought oh man. <coughs> Speaking of Casplast, I bought a Falk. Nice. Amazing disc. Um, what color did you get? I got the, I think it's like pinkish, like that ish color. Oh, okay. It's like, um, I was talking to Cam about it because I have, wait, did I get a Falk? Someone gave me a Falk and they're like, get the poison green because it's considered more flippy, oh, like okay. that color is. So I was just curious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got, it's like a pinkish color, like a, like a peachy pinkish. Yeah. K1. Yeah. yeah. It's K1. Yep. And, um, it's, um, just a beautiful disc. Like, very controllable, very glidey, and it doesn't have a lot of dump. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a lot of finish, but it's right in that old school FD range for me. Sure, kind of has that f- similar flight. I wouldn't say it's the same as, but similar. Yeah. Um, so then I bought a couple comets, <laughs> three comets oh, actually. Wow. I bought while I was there. Um, so I bought one of the new Crystal Flex Comets that they released. It was, was that like a Ledgestone Drops. Um, <clears throat> I bought one of those, and then I bought a Z, and then I bought a Big Z. 
the big Z was being dyed by somebody there at the infinite truck. And I was, I was just walking by and yeah. I saw the big Z sitting there and I was like, Oh, what is that? And I walked over and it was a comment. I was like, Oh, <laughs> so I just bought it almost immediately. Nice. It went straight in the bag. It was money the entire weekend. That's awesome. Loved it. Especially at Northwoods black. I use it a lot. Excuse me. Um, and then I don't think, Oh, and then I bought the, Plastic addicts, the habit and the intervention, <clears throat> just to try them because we were thinking about carrying them in the shop. I don't think we will. Um, the molds are very similar to a Zeppelin and a Venom. They are molded by Discraft. I, I would assume those are the molds. Yeah. You know, by looking at them, the way they fly, everything. So we threw both of them. I would assume those are the molds. They're nice. I mean, if, if you're in that area, go pick some up. They're fantastic. Um, we probably won't carry them in the shop, but... And the only reason why we won't is I don't know if we're going to see any more runs out of them mm-hmm. or any more types of discs. So I don't know if it's something that we want to latch on to and sure. then all of a sudden we can't get them anymore. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but good disc. So, yeah. So what was that six, six discs? <laughs> so Made up for a couple of weeks there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Made up for a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, but that was that. And then I bought a Yuli hat. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was Paul Yulberry had some like flexible big dome hats. Yeah. So I was able to grab some that fit me. Um, and that was about it. So, mm-hmm. and all of those will be throwers or wearers. Yeah. So, all right. So we'll go through a quick preview. We got the Ledgestone review. Um, and we'll also do the picks. We got the Des Moines picks, what we're going to do. And then we got the Nico tracker, which is followed by discussion about proper disciplinary action, which is also followed by the Paul and Brody saga. Little cattiness on Twitter there, yeah. and then uh, we'll do a listener guest, listener slash guest bag analysis, but it's not a guest, just listener. And then we'll do a random question, and then I'll give you some shop updates. So, with that being said, let's get started. Okay, Ledgestone review. So, Jordan and I went down to Ledgestone, had an amazing time. It is a superbly run event. Um, had some of the best tacos I've ever had in my life. Nice. <laughs> One of the taco trucks that was there. Um, they were fantastic. They were so good. And then the disc golf, <clears throat> on the other hand, <laughs> was not. So for me, I'll give you a recap um, about the courses and then a quick recap about my game, and then we can move on. So the courses themselves, we played Eureka Permanent. We played Sunset Hills, the golf course, and we played um, Northwoods Black Short. Okay. For the three rounds. So we started at Sunset, went to Eureka, Permanent, then Sun, um, then um, Northwoods, per, uh, Northwoods Black. So first, just overall view of the courses. Sunset Hills is a fun course, unique lines, ball golf course. Mm-hmm. You're throwing hard and you're throwing hyzers a lot. Not a, not a lot of unique... Not a lot of unique looks at the basket. Okay. For the most part, if you get within 60, 70 feet, it's going to be a wide open look at the basket. Wasn't a lot of wooded holes. I mean, you saw all the women's coverage. It was yeah. the exact same course we played. Um, I played really bad. Oh. <laughs> like, I, it was just, I hadn't played in about a month. Windy or what? No, oh, no, okay. no, it was just me. Hadn't played in about a month. My back was, you know, I was having that sciatic yeah. issue. Um, I got lots, lots of excuses. And my putt was just nowhere to be found. Strongest point in my game, nowhere to be found. Um, 
So I finished at four over, which was about a nine thirty rated mm. on there. So not horrible. Yeah. Um, but just I probably left 10, 15 strokes just on the putting green out there. It was That's bad. rough. Bad. So, and then we went to Eureka Permanent. So I'm starting like third to last card or something like that. So we go to Eureka Permanent. I am absolutely shredding the lines. I can't think of a fairway tree that I hit. Just And it's a heavily wooded mm-hmm. area. Um can't think of a fair like a fairway tree that I hit anything. I mean, I was exactly where I should have been. And I counted them because I knew the problem was 10 strokes inside the circle I lost. Oh. <laughs> 10 strokes. There was just something wrong with my putt. I was I had an eagle look. I was about 45 feet. Okay. Eagle look, way past it, 15 footer, doink the cage part. No. <laughs> just like that, just yeah. just really, really bad happenings. So I, there's some good that came out of all of this, which is cool. I want to get to that too. But um, so I went to, we played, I played four over on the day there. So I won over, excuse me, I won over on Sunset Hills mm-hmm. and then four over Eureka Perm. So going into the last day, I was five over, going into Eureka Black. Um, but the course itself at Eureka Temp, if I was around that course, I'd play it every day. Yeah. It's beautiful. Or Eureka Permanent. Okay. I'd play it all the time. It's a fun course. Uh, So I started out with, it's a short kind of on the side of a hill, maybe 300 feet. I threw a EMAC to about 30 feet down the hill of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be aggressive and run everything. Hit the band, hit the hill, rolled about 150 feet past me. So I had wow. about a 200-foot up shot, and then a 175-foot up shot yeah. from the flats, put it next to the base, tapped in for my four. <laughs> okay. Second shot, super tight tunnel. All three guys on the card up before me, of course, because everybody either got a birdie or par on that one. Um, all three of them hit the first available, like, because it's a tight, tight gap. <laughs> yeah. I get up, and I'm just like, what's the lose? Park it, like, three feet from the pin. Awesome. Tap that one and didn't have to putt. Next hole is this a short little like 260, just a slight turnover, putter mm-hmm. slightly downhill. <clears throat> Throw that, skip off the top of the basket. Everybody's handing you dollar bills because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get dollar bills from everybody. Make that putt, 20-footer, the only putt I made all day. Really? The next hole I throw, I don't know, maybe 60 feet um, down kind of in a gully. It's perched up on a hill, of course. Putt hits the cage. Rolls back down into the gutter. <laughs> See a theme. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like another 60-footer, and yeah. I hit that one. Oh. So lucky, awesome. That was where it ended. Yeah. That was it. Put the next one about 30 feet away. Missed that putt. Missed the comeback. Bogey. <laughs> just that was my day. And then from that point forward, just beautiful drives. Everything's working. Up shots are working. I get within 45 feet. Can't even come close to the basket. The weirdest thing. Hmm. So then I finished the round. Jordan has about another hour and a half. I spend the entire time putting. Yeah. Because I can't figure out what's going on. The entire time. So first 45 minutes of the putt, three putts went in. Whoa. And I was 25 feet. I was just pacing out 12 steps. Three putts went in. Don't know what it was. Weird. Yeah, weird. So about an hour and a half, I grind just like putt, Mm -hmm. putt, 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 putt. And then... 
the next day, um, we get up and we're teeing off about, I don't know, it was like 11, 10 or something like that. So we were like the third card out again. So Jordan did bad enough to catch me down the okay. <laughs> down there. So he came down to me. Yeah. And then we go to Northwoods Black. And I don't know what it was. I just lit up. Like, hmm. I was doing great. So 930, 902, 980. <laughs> like, just those. And, but my... So you played above your rating, though, for the tournament. exactly my rating. Oh, you played exactly your rating. Wow. My tournament average is exactly my rating, so 935. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. Um, It is what it is, but, you know, my rating has fallen about 15 points over this last year. Uh So it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, I can. I can play better, but... um, but my, my thought on the three courses is Sunset Hills, I think, is a fantastic course. I've already said that. I think it has it's, – it's a golf course. Mm-hmm. So, But unique enough lines that it makes it fun and enjoyable. But everything is like a birdie hole. You have to birdie everything. It's just one of those courses. Yeah. Um, then you get into Eureka Permanent. And like I said, I, I would play it every day. It was a beautiful course, tight wooded lines, had a couple meadow holes, like meadow holes. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it was a pretty good park style golf course that had some good tight woods. Okay. But you could still air it out. There were still a couple holes that were five, 600 feet, mm-hmm. um, but not in the woods. These were around the open. Sure. And then you get to um, Northwoods Black. I was just absolutely terrified of this course from what everybody said about it, especially what Jordan said about it. Yeah. I, I thought it was all hype. Oh, really? I thought it was all hype. Okay. Beautiful course. Best course I've ever played. It is nowhere near this is how I'm playing. This is how I played it. It's my opinion of it. It's nowhere near as hard as everybody's saying it is. I think what makes it hard is if you hit first available. If okay. you're not hitting your lines and you get off the fairways, mm. absolutely probably one of the hardest course shows you'll ever play. So like you, walking through the course, like you guys walk past the longer tees, obviously. Oh, yeah. So oh, like yeah. what's the difference? You know, what what separates that short course from the long course and the difficulty? I, maybe. Really I couldn't tell you, yeah. but most of the most of the holes were you know, we gained an advantage by Anywhere between 30 to 100 feet. Okay. So maybe you guys are just closer to landing zones. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think think it went from me and, you know, I kind of said this to Jordan. You put a putter or a bid in my hand, I'm in heaven. Yeah. Because I know where I'm going to put it. I don't shank them. Well, I shank them, but very rarely do I shank Mm -hmm. them. Like, I can hit my lines. Yeah. I'm I'm a, you know, a very... I guess, technical player when it comes to that regard. You put something with a wide rim in my hand and expect me to throw it in the woods, that's going to go bad. Yeah. You know, and I never had to on shorts. Never had to really put something wide rimmed in my hand unless there was a decent fairway. Yeah. But really, the Lariat was the fastest I used, which was a nine. Okay. And the Lariat was just absolutely dead straight for me. Like, it went exactly where I wanted to. So, I don't know, you know, like... I know Jordan will adamantly disagree with me, mm-hmm. but I think it gets from shorts, the course I played and how I played it. I would love to play it every day. Sure. Like that was the second time I ever saw it and I was neg one. Well, like I played very well. That's cool. 
And I don't know if I could play like that every day, but I know I could also play better. Yeah. I left a lot of strokes out there. So, you know, it's not a lot of strokes, but I left strokes out there. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very well-designed course. I thought the technicality of the course is landing zones and fairways. So you stay in the fairway, go in the landing zone. If you're off in the weeds, it's going to just strip, you know, strokes from you. But I think, like, Rolling Ridge, I think it's harder. I think it's a much harder course. Okay. So hmm. just my thoughts. Yeah. So you can love them or hate them, but I'm sure I'm going to get flamed for it. But <laughs> well, well, I think it's a much harder course. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, some of the good stuff that came out of it. So while I was standing there for an hour and a half putting like crazy, um, I had three separate cards. MA1 was playing Eureka per Pentemp. And I was at a point where like they were coming from the ball field, throwing over the ball field, and they were going over to the, the next hole. Mm-hmm. And three cards, like one guy I knew, he was like, hey, Shane, what's going on? I was like, oh, that's awesome. Hey, oh. how you doing? How's your round? Keep it up, you know. And then, then like about 15 minutes later, another card walks through, and two guys were like, Shane, what's going on? I'm like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no clue who they were. <laughs> okay. Which okay. was really cool. I was super excited about it. And then, like, maybe 20 minutes later, another card walks through, and all four of them like, Jay, what's going on? Like, going crazy. And I'm like, what's up, man? Like, that's cool. Yeah. And just chatted with them a little bit. And while we were there also, there was quite a few people that just came out, hey, man, love the podcast, and just, like, kept going. And we're like, what? Oh, you know, nice. Like, so that's it was awesome. really cool. So um, thank you to whoever you guys were. <laughs> it was really cool because I've never, I've never had fandom like that. Yeah. Um, so if you see us out there, just come up, walk to, up to us and chat with us. Like, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Cause the first guy that came up was like, man, I dude, I love your podcast. But I had no clue who he was yeah. and I didn't know how to respond to him at first. And I just said, Oh, thanks man. Appreciate it. It was actually, I was looking at the comet that died comet at the time. And I was like, thanks man. I appreciate it. And, and he walked up into the infant trailer and I was like, I gotta go say, I gotta say hi. Cause that was really awkward for okay. me, you know? So I walked up, I was like, Hey man, sorry. Like I was looking at this disc and. It was Riley, the guy we did that had that really cool bag breakdown. Oh, yeah. It was him. Riley Snyder. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So got to meet him in person. That's so, cool. <clears throat> yeah, but that was that. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. it was neat. It you was get different. all the good interactions. <laughs> well, you got to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was really fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. And, I, you know, I told Jordan about it when he got done with his round. I told him about, like, the guys, like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, you've had a couple people come up and say something. And I was like, I didn't remember the other people. Like, dude, love the podcast mm-hmm. as they were just walking by me. And I'm like, how do you know who I am? Did you, know, you first have, like, all, your parliament stuff on? Yeah, I always had yeah. a door disc yeah. t-shirt on. So I always well, had something okay. on. So <laughs> on the podcast page... I, there's a picture of you I put on the stories. I was like, if you see this guy at oh, did you at, <laughs> at Ledstone, say what's up to him. <laughs> well, then that might have been it. Might have helped. Might have been yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. So it was fun. So yeah, if you see us out there, just come up and say hey. Might be a little awkward because I don't know how to handle that type of stuff, but mm-hmm. it was fun. That's fun. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So all in all, that's what it was. So that's my Ledstone review. Um, awesome course. Awesome time. Um, I don't know. I couldn't say more. Like, I, I would love to go back. The little town we stayed in was super cool, like mm-hmm. Roanoke or something like that. Oh. Super oh. cool little town. We were, like, 25 minutes away from yeah. everything, you know. And That's cool. But, yeah, we really, really, really had a good time. So, all right. So, we want to go over our picks. Yeah, I forgot kind of who <laughs> we all played. <laughs> yeah, I got it here. So, so we had MPO. Um, JP, you took Heiberg, Macbeth, and Dickerson. Okay. 
And then Joe had Dickerson, Wysocki, and Heimberg, and I picked Macbeth, Heimberg, and Brody Smith. <laughs> okay. So that uh, really we didn't do very well. Um, Macbeth ended up taking second. Is yeah. that correct? Um, so Macbeth is really the only one to talk about. I think Heimberg was like in 17th or something like that. He something finished like pretty that. far down there. And then Wysocki won. So Joe had the Wysocki. Oh, no, Calvin finished 10th. Oh, 10th. Okay. Yeah. So he came up. I don't know where <clears throat> Dicker. Oh, and Dickerson was 19th. Okay. And then Smith was like 40-something. Something like that. He just made the cut. He actually oh, yeah, just I snuck heard, into the cut. I heard that, yeah. So so FPO, JP picked Allen, Tatar, and then Holland Hanley. By the way, Jordan and I were looking at it going, your pick's not so crazy. Because I was like, Holland Hanley, what does he know that we don't? And he, she went nuts for the first two days. And then, she had that sick eagle. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Yep. Or no, it was an, it was an albatross. Albatross. Not even, yeah, yep. albatross. Yep. That was awesome. So, yeah, good for her. And, like, where did she come from? Um, she's, been, she's, she's been playing well recently. Okay. Um, I think she won an eight here, like, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, decent. And yeah. Uh, she finished 10th. Black got a hold of her. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then Paige Pierce, Mandahano, and Tatar for Joe. So she did. Yeah. He did okay. Yeah. She he did okay. And then I had Merch, Mandahano, and Tatar. So mm-hmm. I did not do okay. So there you go. That was our picks. Um, and then do we want to do our Des Moines challenge? Sure. Is it Des Moines challenge? Yeah, the morning challenge. By the way, just going to mention, I think it's been mentioned quite a bit, but not being able to see the first nine holes of Northwest Black and Uh seeing only the back half really sucks. Which is very puzzling to me because I didn't have service anywhere around any of those courses. Hmm. (laughs) It was crazy. Like, I had zero service anywhere. That's crazy. Yeah, so like business stuff and everything, yeah. I just get random voicemails that would pop up when I had Wi-Fi. Like all oh. of a sudden everything would sync up. And Someone said that, did Jordan, like we were, Tyler was texting in the morning like, oh, hey, good luck. And like you guys hadn't started yet. It was just mm-hmm. the, the pro tour. But I think Jordan said he didn't have any problems with cell phone service. Jordan, Jordan has Google Fi. Oh, okay. And he didn't have any issues. Got so it. I just told everybody, like the shop guys and stuff, I was like, just call Jordan and yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll be that around him. I'm that sure. makes a lot of sense then. As long as we're not playing, I'll be around him. So yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So um, do we want to do more picks? Do we yeah, want to do them. Okay, yeah, I think so. Um, this is actually big because like everybody's here. This is like mm-hmm. the big build up kind of before, before worlds. worlds. Yep. So yeah, and I wasn't sure. Oh, okay. It's it is an elite series. Last year it was a silver series. Okay, so, so that makes actually... sense that people are showing out. All right. So you want to start with your MPO picks? Uh, sure. Uh, I guess you'll have to tell me if my picks aren't there. By the way, okay. I'm not looking at them. Numero uno, I am going with. I guess I'm going to pick Gannon Burr. Mm-hmm. I like it. He is part designer of that course. Really? Yes, he is. I did not know that. I don't know if he really is or not, but they joked with him on um, Ezra and Brody's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ezra's channel. Okay. When they were teeing off, they joked with him. Pretty sure he actually did help design. Because mm, I know he's from that area. Of the course. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah. Um, I'm like, why aren't you removing some trees? <laughs> <laughs> All right, two, I'm going to pick Ricky Waisaki. Okay. And number three, I'm going to, I, I'm going to stick with Calvin. <laughs> okay. And I am going to, oh, well, I'm going to go Macbeth, Burr, Waisaki. Um, I think Macbeth is starting to light up with controversy. Yeah. But also with um, worlds coming close. He always yeah. just kind of hypes up at this point. Right. Um, so I think he will be there. So Burr and then Waisaki. Waisaki, I think he's on a heater right now. Um, that's number three in a row, if I remember rightly. Is it? For Elite Series wins. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, um, matter of fact, actually, DD is going to release a commemorative Elite Series disc because of because of that. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, I wish I could pull it up quickly. Yeah, celebrate Ricky Wysocki's three-peat. At, oh, no, the three-peat at Ledgestone. Okay. Oh, right. So yeah. they're doing a Dimax of Wysocki. Those, uh, they... They were releasing around Ledgestone the, um, what was it? The, the Raptor, Raptor Eye. Eye. Yeah. yeah, those were pretty cool looking uh, mm -hmm. Saki Slimers. They were. It was, the Fly Mart was nuts. So we we didn't go, but the we had a good friend, um, Sean, the Australian. So mm -hmm. he's actually from Australia. <laughs> um, <laughs> he went and he said that it was like, Ricky wasn't even done. He was only on like hole 15. Okay. And the line just for those ripped Ricky Raptor Slammers. Yeah. Was like two hours long. Oh my God. It was so like people were like camped there. Yeah. Waiting. So wow. He they were just like, nah, we're not gonna do that. But he ended up getting a couple other things. Okay. And then, so those fly marts are always crazy. They are. Like Especially the DD with those special releases. Block party like that. was ridiculous. Yeah. I remember that. But that's cool. So, yeah. So all right. So that's me. Okay, FPL. You can go first for FPL. Okay. Is basically everybody there? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is going to be a hard one. Um, I'm going to do, just because I feel, I'm going to put number two, I'm going to put Ganon. Okay. Or, yeah. And then Tatar, Ganon. I don't know. Did we I'm mention gonna... that Missy won Ledgestone? <laughs> Did we say that? We didn't? No. I don't think we mentioned anybody. Oh, okay. We, we just went over my recap and moved on. <laughs> Isn't that the important part? Yeah. <laughs> so Wysocki won and Ganon won. Wysocki so, won for the third time, Ganon won for the first. So yeah. not Ganon Burr. Ga Missy, Missy Ganon. Ganon. Yeah. yeah. Missy Ganon the Cannon. Yep. Um, I'm going to put Own back up there. Ah. Nice. So I think Own, Ganon, and Tatar, because I think this is another course that is going to be a Shot Shapers course mm -hmm. from the little I've seen of it. So I think Own is going to be up in that realm. Sure. That so. makes sense. Yep. All right. I'm going to take Missy Ganon to repeat Ooh. at Des Moines. Okay. Um, then I'm going to go with... Oh, man. <laughs> choices, choices. Yep. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like 40-something. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I'm going to say Val Mondahano. Okay. And then I'm going to put Kristen Tatar third. And Tatar, man, third? 
Yeah. Um, you know, she's still having trouble throwing hyzers with that elbow. That's Is she really? Her, okay. Yeah, kind of giving her issues. So I don't know how well she's feeling. I think she said that she's feeling a little better, but I just know that yeah. there's still a little bit of pain there. So I okay. don't know if it's going to be cortisone shots or something to help her out with that. But yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Hopefully she doesn't do that because <laughs> cortisone shots are the devil. Yeah. Well, they can be. Um, you know, I'm sure they're in certain and right places they're great but yeah they're bad i know someone recommended that for me for my back mm -hmm. and i was just like no way like i've only ever had one cortisone shot yeah. and it was for my shoulder and it, i felt like a million dollars until about 30 days later right because you just have to keep getting them like yeah. i knew someone that had the same thing happen he's putting off surgery yeah. and he's like kept getting cortisone shots like every so often and then he's like i can't keep doing this i actually have to get the surgery and yeah it sucks yeah and it's actually something i even kind of forget that happened until like i think about it and then i'm like no nah, remember i had that one for my shoulder when i was pretty young mm. and and it, i remember the doctor telling me that you shouldn't do too many of them because it kind of eats at your joints oh, okay i don't know if it's true or not but that's what a doctor said so yeah um, but yeah, so, um, all right, well, let's get on to the Nico tracker, dun, which dun. is going to snowball into a lot of stuff. So yeah, Nico tracker. Is. So Nico was suspended for nine months, um, and 14 months suspension after that. Right. Is that what it was? I think it was nine months and 14 months. Oh, uh, probation, probation, not suspension. Yeah. Probation. probation. After that. Yep. So, um, that in itself, I don't have anything to say about, I think it's, um, I'll just state it. I think it's appropriate. Yeah. And I think it is what it is. This is what the PDA decided. It's well within their scope, and it's actually on the bottom end of what they could have done. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they could have given them a full two years two of years suspension. suspension. Yeah. So um, I don't have really much of anything to say about it. And Nico's the one that. He got fined as well, though. I believe. Um, there's Didn't no he? fine. Oh, I thought there was a fine. There's zero fine. Okay. Yeah. The fine was that he's not able to compete in Oh, events. yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, yep, no fine. Um, but that will be a discussion point. <laughs> yeah. So that sparked a whole lot of controversy on the webs. So on the Twitters, <laughs> the Twitters. Paul Macbeth actually it was on Instagram. Paul Macbeth, uh, let out on his stories that he thought the PGA was wrong for the amount of, or for the class A. Right. He said a class C at best, and that was what he was arguing. Mm -hmm. Wasn't really much else outside of that. He just said, at PDGA, I think you made a wrong first move. Yeah, first, first time defense. defense. Yeah. And it's a class C at best. Class A is what you gave him. Poor move. Mm -hmm. So Paul is very well known for sticking up for Bradley Williams as well. Mm -hmm. And he was one that actually boycotted a couple events because of Bradley Williams' suspension. Yes. So... Yeah. Maybe not very well known, but it's well known within kind of some of the old school guys. Yep. So that happened. And then Brody then proceeded to say a uh, bad take. Right. Paul, yep. Basically is what it said. And that was through Twitter. And then we find out that Brody and Paul can't see each other's tweets because Brody has, has Paul blocked. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a whole lot that goes into that. Um, and then little back and forth goes between Paul and Brody. And finally, Paul comes back with like one of the best singers <laughs> is the fact that I don't want him to unblock me. 
Because that's what he said. He says, oh, Paul, or Brody has me blocked. Yeah. And then Brody responds back, like, darn right, I got you blocked. Some Yeah. Well, there's some other, there's, like, some, like, subtweets with, like, people that were like, hey, man, can't you just, like, hash this out? Oh, sure, sure. And stuff like that. Or, yeah. you know, work past this. And yeah. then he's like, Brody had said, I forgot what Brody had said exactly or whatever. But he's like, this is something that can't be worked past pretty much. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Which is funny because that's not what happened on his broadcast. But mm-hmm. um, so then Brody comes back and says, yeah, I got him blocked. Yeah. Just, yeah, absolutely. I got him blocked. I blocked him. Mm. And then Paul says, yeah, he definitely has me blocked and I don't want him unblocked. And this is in some of these subtweets. I don't want him unblocked. He goes, I just think it's great that he has to throw a disc with my name on him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, mark that savage. one up for Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty savage. Um, and then it all kinds of dies out after that. Right. Like nothing, you never really hear much nothing about else happens. it. Yep. So <clears throat> then it goes forward with, oh, I just burped because I had a jalapeno burger today. Oh, God. That's what you were hoping was coming unlodged before. Oh, that was bad, yeah. <laughs> all right. So then um, that all kinds of dies out. And then we'll get into the debate night. Yeah. Brody talks about it. And I'll tell you what. I know it was supposed to kind of quell the, the drama. Mm-hmm. But, man, it didn't look good for Brody. No, I didn't think that at all when I was listening to it. <clears throat> yeah. It, I, I didn't think it looked good at all because it sounded like he was just kind of a whiner. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get his way. Yeah. It sounded like he's kind of pushing things onto Paul like it was mainly his fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think they were both kind of... I mean, he, he. it's one of those ones where he took responsibility. It was, It's like a child. When a child says, well, I know, I know I shouldn't have done that, but you know, like, yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. I know I shouldn't have hit that kid, but he hit me first. Mm-hmm. Or I know I shouldn't have thrown that rock, but he threw one at me first. Yeah. Kind of trying to justify his actions for what had happened. Exactly. He's like, but he is still kind trying to like have some contrition by <laughs> admitting his fault. Right. Right. And you know, good on him for doing that. Mm-hmm. Like actually, he's still one of my favorite players. Paul's still one of my favorite players. Um, Chris Dickerson, or excuse me, um, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I don't even know where I'm going with this. So we'll just reset. Yeah. Paul and Brody are still both my favorite players, some of my favorite players. Um, I had, I have a little less respect for the drama that Brody brings to the table. <clears throat> because Brody started a lot of this Twitter beef. And Brody also said, oh, I think it would have been funny, like kind of like childish. I blocked Paul, so he I think it would be funny that he would have to log into yeah. another account yeah. to see what I'm writing. And I'm like, do you really think you're that important that Paul's going to go out of his way to see what you're writing? Right. Maybe, maybe not. But to have that mentality, that's crazy. It is. And, and then he, he kind of won't mention too. He's like, well, I don't think I'm better than Paul in the disc golf world. Like, yes. You know, based on his accomplishments and where I'm at, he's like, I can tell you where I'm at. If you like ever ask me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. and that, know, that stemmed of, from a comment of him saying rivalry disc golf is a good thing. 
I agree with them. Yeah. I think it's completely fine. I loved seeing that. I was hoping more would come out I of it. I did too. <laughs> I really did. It's like, just feel that fire. And then I think he, <clears throat> someone had mentioned, I think he mentioned that they had kind of like, I don't know if they played together at Leadstone or at one point where like, they, were they on the feature They played card? together in the past. No, they weren't on the feature oh, okay. card together. Because someone said they had an interrupt. There was some thing where they were like coming together, but they didn't interact at all mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Like they just... Yeah, didn't say anything. Yeah, he he used that as being like it's no. Everybody knows something happened because when two friends get together and they don't say a word, you know, two ex friends yeah. get together and they don't say a word to together, and then they know there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So then he goes to explain the parting of Paul from Foundation, and basically what it is is that Brody uprooted his life with Kelsey to go up north mm-hmm. and just go crazy with social media. Yeah. And just like doing what they're doing right now, and they're they're killing it. They're doing a great job. That wasn't Paul's direction, right? Paul said that when he left, like, "Hey, I can't be involved in this type of stuff. It's not stuff I can dedicate time to." So I'm leaving Foundation. Mm-hmm. Brody feels slighted because Paul knew he was coming to do these things with Paul, and Paul still bailed on Foundation, right? But I mean. Okay, that's fine. I, I don't see anything wrong with Paul saying that this happened unless they're just banking on getting views with Paul. Right, right. Even though Brody's got a good following. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think they thought together that they would just be huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, like bigger than what they are. And being that Paul and Hunter and Zach Biscardi started it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I still want to know what happened to Zach Biscardi. Like, yeah, I still want to know that. That's drama. crazy too. Yeah. Oh, that's just gone, and there's a no non-disclosure mm-hmm. agreement. Mm-hmm. That's a little crazy. That is. But nevertheless, so Paul leaves Foundation. Brody stays with Foundation. Brody's killing it with Foundation right now. Mm-hmm. Paul's killing it with his Foundation, doing all that type of stuff. But basically, what it was is Paul Brody came up there to start doing things with Paul, and Paul said, I don't want to be involved in it anymore. Right. So Brody threw a fit. Yeah, that's kind of what it seems like. That from his mouth. Yeah. That's from his mouth. You know, not those words, of course, mm-hmm. but exactly what he said. He said he felt a little slighted. Yep. And then I guess there was some drama with friends and family in the background yeah, that he didn't he didn't elaborate got into. Lied about or something. Yeah, he alluded to it. Um, but he didn't he didn't mention names. He just said that, you know, there's some yeah, some lying happening that that like, some drama Paul knew about and yeah. said he didn't supposedly, right. or Paul's kind of vouching for this guy and then found out that it was like happening. No, he it, he was just saying that he didn't know about it and then Brody talked to someone else and, and said, they said that, that Paul that, knew about it. Oh, okay, and that so he says now you lied to me and you knew about this situation. Yeah. so so he's like so I'll never talk to him again. But then at the end, he goes, I'm done. I forgive him. Yeah. And no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, just holding this grudge. Yeah. For, for what reason? For what reason? Was well, someone no. actually hurt? Was someone actually like, or is this just like words? Is this like high, high school yeah, drama? I don't know. That's really weird. And then yeah. Brody moves back to Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like after all this, he's still you know, going out on tour. I guess, you know. I'm guessing Kelsey missed her family. Like oh, he course, said that yeah. he, they were close and everything. So they yeah. got a new house and moved back and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, you know, we were kind of talking about before how Brody got in. You know, who brought, like, did Brody approach Paul? Did Paul approach Brody? Did 
Brody see that Paul had this situation and he's like, Hey, can I somehow get in on this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or did he go around <laughs> and talk to the other guys to swing Paul into thinking that he could get in? You know, it's a weird dynamic, you know, how it could be three on one or, you know, it could be an even thing. It sounds thing like, to like Hunter and Trevor, they're still fine with Paul. Like, yeah. I guess a, like a week ago they said, like Trevor said, like a week ago Paul was in here BSing about new discs, mm-hmm. like the new whatever disc that he's coming out yeah, with. Yeah, he's got something new coming out, new fairway yeah. or something. Yeah, and he was just BSing about that. And stuff. Even Brody so, talked about throwing it. Yeah, absolutely. He did. He's like, can I throw this in the bag yet? And they're like, it's not PDGA approved. Yeah. I think that was on last week's episode, but it's a Paul disc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's in the Paul McBeth one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, hopefully it doesn't get that trivial. Right. You know, I'm sure it will with Brody. You know, and maybe Paul's the same way. He's just not vocal about it. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, we haven't heard anything Paul saying what it is. And we probably, who knows? Probably won't. Probably Probably won't. won't. It's not that important to him. But, you know, I would assume with, you know, like the personalities that we see with Paul and Hannah, like Paul has been known to be very competitive with people. Mm -hmm. And Hannah's the nicest person in the world. But you look at Paul with his interactions like Ricky in the past, you know, stuff like that. I, I never saw Ricky and Paul saying, I hate you. I don't want to talk to you ever again. Right. It was honestly just a good on-field rivalry, you know? And there was a couple things said here and there about mm-hmm. how he chokes, like Ricky chokes and right. stuff like that. So, yeah, but that's just like a confidence thing. Sure. Um, not defending him, you know, because I'm sure those things should or should not have been said. But <clears throat> it is what it is. And they were taken a lot differently mm-hmm. in that sense. But who knows on Paul's side, you know, we're only hearing one side of the um, story on the in the open, but normally when someone feels that they need to defend themselves, there's a bit of guilt there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. so so there there's something there's something they want to get off their chest and try to protect themselves in some way, shape, or mm-hmm. form. And I feel like that's kind of what Brody's doing a little bit. Yeah. So, but interesting yeah. timing. Discraft drama before alleged stuff. Yeah, before the largest discraft. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's some funny memes of like, um, they're like, this is it was a guy like checking Twitter or something, and he's like, it was Homelander from. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's Homestar in, running. <laughs> yeah, and he's like pacing, and it's like this is Nate Heidel <laughs> trying to. <laughs> that one was funny. Yeah. Oh, Homelander from the Boys. Yeah, from the that Boys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just see him and like he's like. You know, making faces and stuff. That was, that was funny. Yeah. And more more surprising to me too. Paul McBeth has Twitter. <laughs> oh, he's huge on Twitter. Oh, really? I'm oh, not, yeah. I guess I'm not on Twitter. You're on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that was Twitter. one of the ones I like. Like everybody, and he doesn't he doesn't post a lot, but he likes a lot, and he'll comment okay. every once in a while. Sure. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I, Brody said something weird too about liking comments on Twitter. Like in this beef kind of situation, he's like, I don't want to go on there and just like comments to allude to things anymore. He's like, I yeah. kind of need to just address things. Yeah, he said he's going to stop it because what he was doing was where when people are, you know, conspirating yes. towards what was happening, right. he would just start liking mm-hmm. if it was on his side. Yeah. So, and yeah. he said he's not going to do that, which bold move mm-hmm. in the first place. Good for you for not doing it anymore. Right. You know, if you really want to keep that drama out of your life keep it out of your life, mm-hmm. you know, don't say you're going to do it and then go do something like that. So, but, um, all in all, like I thought it was good. Awesome. I thought it was good. You know, just like the whole thing I say about Nico, like I think Nico's personality 
is going to be missing disc golf for these yeah. nine months. Like, I, there's nobody else that fills with that role. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's talk about proper disciplinary action. So, mm. you know, a lot has been said. We'll talk about the Brody and Paul. So Paul thinks it was too much. Brody thinks it was just enough. Um, I think there should be different ways that the disciplinary committee can actually enforce citations like this or disciplinary actions. So I think they should have some latitude and I think the players should have some latitude because we talk about fines. Mm -hmm. Fines are too much. People can't afford them. Blah, blah, blah. You know, woe is me. So they're trying to play this whole, everybody's so poor, they can't afford fines. Well, nine months is going to make everybody poor. It's going to knock them out of the game. They're going to lose so much money. Mm -hmm. That was Paul's uh, Paul's action on it. Like you can't do that. So my humble opinion is then give them an option. Say, okay, here's your disciplinary action. You have either this much in fines or this much time suspension. Right. And it's equivalent. So if you pay half here, you only have half the suspension. If you pay all of it, you don't have the suspension. Mm -hmm. You can jump right back in by paying. So that would be my thought in the disciplinary committee to say go forward with instead of just saying you are done for nine months and then you're on probation for the next 14 months. Yeah. No questions. You can't do anything about it. You won't lose this fifty plus thousand dollars that they're talking about that Nico's going to lose. I never saw him win tournaments, so I doubt he's going to lose that much money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but let's say he could win up to lose up to fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So let's say it's a five thousand dollar fine or nine month suspension. Mm-hmm. So pay the five thousand dollars if you want to get back in, so you can make that fifty thousand sure. dollars. It's a good business decision at that mm-hmm. point. Or stay out for nine months, or pay half and you're back in four and a half months. Or just continue playing and they take your prize money. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They, until you continue paying until, it back. Yeah, yeah. And then you're on probation. And then if it does, then you're right. suspended indefinitely. Yeah, like whatever. If you make cash, they just take that kind of like child supporter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of exactly. Just pay, it's just taken out of your check and whatever, you know, yeah. that kind of situation. But yeah, I like the I like the pay half option and then, you know, picking either or mm-hmm. like I think that's a good thing because like someone had brought up the problem you know like that bit of money to like Paul or Ricky that's nothing but somebody that's scraping by on the tour mm-hmm. like they rely on that to get through so if like like they pay half they can still possibly stay on the tour and like survive right. <laughs> you know like scrape by and yep. then you know do what you can yeah yeah and I, I think you know, I think obviously the only option right now is the option that was given. Yeah. You know, but I think in the future, if they think about it, a suspension or fines or things like that, there can be a combination of or one or the other. Or, you know, like I said, you could do it something like this where let's say every month of suspension is worth a thousand bucks. Yeah. So if you're suspended for nine months, it's nine grand you can get out of that suspension. Mm-hmm. Or you can pay four grand and you only have five months suspension. Yeah. And to, to equate it to to equate it to tournaments, I don't think is a good idea. You know, because I've heard the argument of, okay, you're suspended for seven tournaments. Okay, so I'll just go sign up for the next seven A-tiers, C-tiers, A-tiers. 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 Yeah, whatever. Like there's a Saturday A-tier, there's a Sunday A-tier, yeah. then there's Saturday, you know, in three weeks you'll be back. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that's smart. No. 
So I think making it monetary where it actually hurts somebody, so it, it quells the actions on the course, the negative actions on the course, but also giving them the ability to get back and earn that money back. I think, too, that one of the tournaments you have to stipulate that it's a major. Right. Like that if has, you did that. If, yeah. yeah. Right. It has to be a major, mm-hmm. and then you can serve whatever around that major, like six tournaments. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm still not a huge fan of being the suspended per tournament. You know, like yeah. if it's related to numbers of tournaments. I just, like I said, I just don't think that would be appropriate. I think suspension for time or money is probably the best way you can go. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Pro Tour de- decides to do something on top of the PDGA, that's up to them. That's the Pro Tour. Yeah. But as far as the PDGA goes, like, you know, they are the disciplinary committee. I think that is something that's well within what they should be doing. Um, but I think there should be better options for that. Mm-hmm. Now, if he does have the ability to lose $50,000 in the next nine months, uh, it's his fault. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. His actions should have been different. Even though you could argue that the official wasn't intimidated. Right. But that's also the official, not Nico. Right. So if the official did stare back at him, wasn't intimidated, whatever it was, Nico's intent was still the same. Oh, yeah. The official's action is the official's action. Mm-hmm. So that's something he should be yeah. you know, held yeah. accountable for. Yeah. So for him to stand in front of Nico like he did and then stare at him as he's walking away, a lot of people probably give me guff about that. Wasn't the right approach. No. At all. And I think there should be some sort of punishment for him. You know, or just talking we to have, or some repercussions. Yeah, I feel like who knows? There may be. Yeah, I was gonna say like who knows because that's in Europe and they're dealing with their things. So we probably mm-hmm. just don't hear about it as much. Right. So. Right. It seems like Nico's getting all the flack for that, but that yeah. was two. There was yeah. two people there. There's appropriate ways and inappropriate ways, and I think he was teetering on the inappropriate side of dealing with that infraction. Mm-hmm. So um, Nico definitely was on the inappropriate side. Yeah. <laughs> the official, you can argue one way or the other, okay. but. Disc golf could use a card system like uh, soccer, like you get the red card, you know, Ooh, yellow sure, card, sure. you know, like you're warned, you yeah. know, like, okay, this is your warning. And then all of a sudden red card, boom, you're done. Mm-hmm. Like kind yeah. of too, that. So I like, I've always joked around about basketball. Yeah. I think something more comparable is like field hockey or hockey where you just duke it out for a little bit. Yeah. Like, go ahead. As soon as someone goes to the ground, we'll stop it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I, I my humble opinion is we need more of this type of stuff in disc golf because I think it brings a little more excitement to a pretty boring game to watch, sure. to spectate. Unless you're a hardcore fan, it's really not that fun to watch. Broadcast it. Mm. If there were random fights here and there or something like that. Yeah. People yelling at each other or, you this know. Is the, this is the closest equivalent of like, you know, the manager coming out of the dugout and like getting to the exactly. getting in the face of the uh, umpire or, mm-hmm. you know, soccer all the time. It happens. They, they're coming up to the ref, you like appealing calls and things like that. Yes. Or it'd be awesome to have a moment like totally <laughs> Tommy LaRusa or whoever it was like picking up the bass and chucking it. <laughs> like just exactly. take your bag of discs and <laughs> yeah, just throw them around. Yeah. Well, and then what is it? The, um, the, in uh, Ultimate Frisbee, they have like the powwows. Or oh, what yeah. are they called? 
like, but like if there's the, disagreement, no, if there's disagreements oh. or anything, they actually pull people aside and they have the official, yeah, like moderate the argument. Jeez, oh, and I know it's a little fluffy for me, <laughs> yeah, but like let's give them a chance to some more, yeah, exactly, exactly, arm wrestle, like yeah. something, something. So, but yeah, I don't know, I I like it, but anyways. So there you go. That's a uh, Nico tracker on down. Yeah. So um, listener bag analysis. So Logan Knapp. <laughs> I know the case probably signed it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, let's see. He sent us a bag review. So here we go. Bag review. I'm throwing all West Side at the moment. But I would be open to trying some stuff out. I'll put hmm. a asterisk next to the things that are my favorites um, and solidly in the bag. Okay. It's a lot of asterisks. No, there's not that many. Oh. So, all right. <laughs> so here we go. We got an Opto Cutlass. A... These are drivers. Yeah. So it looks like okay. he started with drivers. So he has an Opto Cutlass, a Glimmer X Sword, a Tournament Plastic Orbit sword, and then he has a. They make orbit swords. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, Hmm. And then a GL Gold Line Orbit. Oh, okay. Bolt. Bolt. Yeah. And then he has a tournament plastic Otti, a tournament plastic Long Bowman, and a tournament plastic Northman. And then he has a Hybrid X Hatchet. Okay. A VIP hatchet. He has a VIP ice bear. Well, that's a fairly new disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty stable. Mm-hmm. A tournament plastic underworld. He has a VIP glimmer bard, a recycled warship, a VIP tersus, and a VIP gatekeeper. Tersus is a fuse. Yeah, yeah, it's understable, mm-hmm. but they're they're decent discs. Dempsey's yeah. got a couple like uh, Origio, and then I think I turned in a tournament one to the store once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think there was one in there. Yep. All right, and then he has BT Hard Harp. Okay. He has a VIP Maiden. These are his throwers. Mm-hmm. He has a Tournament X Matteo Maiden, Ooh. and then he has a BT Hard Swan. And then for his putting putters. He has a medium median and a hard crown. Okay. So, um, interesting. So the one thing that I always say to everybody that is exclusively one manufacturer, <laughs> why? Yeah. There's no need for it. Um, and especially with a trilogy brand. Yeah. That's kind of Cause they're all molded by L64. What? So yeah. if there's a loyalty to a brand, um, L64 and DD own Westside. Westside. Yep. So it's all the same company. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure why, Logan, you are all about Westside. More power to you if you want to do it. But like I said, you're really limiting yourself. Um, and especially within the trilogy line, Westside probably has the weakest lineup, in my opinion. Um, I t- yeah, I, think I it has would most agree. There are some decent, like the harp is like the go-to oh, yeah. for Westside that I can think of. Well, the Ballista was one of my favorite. <gasps> yeah. I mean, and the Ballista Pro, you know, there's there's discs that yeah. are great, but I think there's holes in their lineup. Sure. More so than 
Lat and yeah. Yeah. DD. And it's probably me. I don't want to say that it's not focused. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because Latitude and DD like combine to, you know, this partnership and they're kind of working on their own stuff. Then all of a sudden, like, like the Maddie O signing, like mm-hmm. him signing to Westside, it's like, okay, we need something to push Westside discs. So we're putting you here. Whereas, you know, right. That's kind of how I see it. But and I think Stitchcomb is. Oh, she is. Yeah. Westside yep. as well. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's good. So, the only other thing that I noticed, well, not the only other thing. So, the other thing I noticed is it seems like you have a pretty stable bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see a ton, you know, other than the Tursus, there's not a lot of understable plastic in your bag. And I tend to rely on understable plastic because I can shape shots with it. Um, and I don't see much understable plastic in your bag. Um, and maybe that's a throwing form issue that some of these things act like understable mm-hmm. discs, but you have stable to overstable in your bag. Um, so I would definitely branch out there, definitely see if you can put some of the understable stuff like that Tursus. You know, find something like that in a fairway, find something like that in a driver. Like I would, because you're looking at the sword and the bolt. Geez, those are what, 11 and... The sword's a... Or is it? it sword's like trespass range. Yeah, like I think 12. it's 11 or 12, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And, the, and I think bolt, the bolt's the same. But it's a little more understable. It is, just yeah. slightly. Yep. Yeah, so... Well, the cutlass is fairly fast. I didn't realize that, but it's got yeah. a good amount of fate. So Cutlass reminds me of a convict. If I remember rightly, mm. the convict and the cutlass were because I think the convict fat. was an eight, or was it a seven? Uh, it's actually. I'm looking up discs. Right now. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's actually a nine convict. Is it a nine? Okay. The, the the convict and the felon were like really close. Like a convict, I would say is like uh, FD three, and then the felon's like the firebird, like splice kind of oh, like. That's overstable. funny because I always thought the convict was a very straight disc. It's a it's it is straighter. Just straight, straight. Oh, okay. Yeah, like not a lot of finish. I but that was what I threw. Mm-hmm. And I thought the convict and the cutlass were very darn close to each other. Um, but yeah, Maybe so it is a little convict set they're saying it's a nine four minus point five three for the convict. Okay, yeah, I guess I that sounds about right. Okay. Because yeah, it has a little bit of turn because I remember when I would throw it, it would just turn over just slightly sure. and just kind of straight. And then it would finish, but it wasn't a hard finish. It wasn't yeah. a hard skip finish. No, it's it definitely just, not a hard finisher. Right. I would throw it on hole the Garrett Gerthy ace hole at yeah. Vegas. Okay. I'd throw it there to get up to the landing zone. So anyways, um, yeah, I, like I said, I think the biggest thing is just the VIP. I mean, excuse me, the, the west side only. Um, and it looks like you have the orbit bolt and the orbit sword. and the, So the swords and the bolts are your go-tos. That's fantastic. Oh, so are those... Two of the asterisk? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, the Northman, and that's it. Mm. So he doesn't have a oh, lot that he's set on. Yeah. Um, and the Ice Bear just came out. Those bears just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, they're just an overstable fairway. Yeah, they're, that's what I've heard. Yep. I haven't thrown one yet. Um, so the Bard, the Warship, the Tursus, the Gatekeeper, that's a good mixture. you got understable to overstable there. I think those are fantastic. Like that warship is a pretty overstable. Um, it's like a verdict or plus, <laughs> like an Opto X verdict, I guess. What's that? The, the warship. Isn't that the one that's the more stable or is that the bard? 
Why am I bard? Getting... The bard. Uh, okay. The warship is. It's a weird disc. It's the six, five, I think, for speeding six, glide. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, or maybe they changed it because I know I had one that had like six F, but it could be just a five five. Yeah. But then the gatekeeper. I mean, it's. Emac or truth rather, not an Emac truth, but just regular truth, right? If I remember rightly, about the gatekeeper, I think it's a little more stable than that. A little more, okay. Um, yeah, slower than an Emac, but a little more stable Mm -hmm. is what I I threw it for a little bit just to test it out. Okay. Um, it seems to me like I don't know if it's like culprit range, kind of like that. Okay, so a little more stable. Yeah. So see the. Culprit to me reminds me of a verdict, just a slower verdict. Yeah. So that's probably where the gatekeeper lies, somewhere in there. Um, the harp, the maiden, um, and the swan, they're all good putters. So at the bottom end of your bag with the putters, so your putting putters, stick with one. I yeah. mean, I don't know if you would say that or not. Just find one, stick with one, learn it, feel it feel comfortable with it if it sits in your hand good just choose between the maiden or the crown which I'm, one you want yeah i'm partial to well i th- i putted with origio maidens for quite a while so i'm partial mm-hmm. to the maiden i know the crown's a little deeper and it's got the bead on the bottom mm-hmm. but I, it's kind of a weird feeling like i don't know why you'd want to putt with you know like what the feel is for you like putting mm-hmm. situationally if it's a distance thing where you're getting out closer to the edge of the circle that you're like, okay, the main's a little more straighter for me. Right. Whereas like, it doesn't matter with the crown as much. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. And they says, I'm going to pretty much any brand. Okay. Mostly looking at overstable approach, overstable fairways and overstable drivers instead of the cutlass warship and gatekeeper may not have a home in my bag. Okay. Maybe a buzz or an Emac again. Okay. I mean, if he's looking for a replacement for like, the warship, I would say, like a Cax Z. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of the same plastic, and the K one plastic's really good from mm-hmm. Castaplast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And I would agree. So yeah, so back to the putting putters. So yeah, yeah I can understand the being outside the circle, wanting something that's maybe a little straighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, for me, like find your disc and stick with it, because then you're not questioning. Because you're always there's always going to be a point where you're right on right. that boundary. And you're gonna waffle, and it's just never a good thing. Now, if you want a throwing putter and a putting putter, completely different. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, it, just my humble opinion. I mean, but I'm a super simplistic person when it comes to putters because the only putter I carry is a judge, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's a thrower. That's my step putt. That's everything. It's a judge. Um, but you know, for for some people, I know they like those straighter discs for the jump putts. Yeah. Or for the step putts. Or they like throwing something like that's premium plastic or maybe a little more stable because who knows. Mm-hmm. But um, but I would say as far as your putting putter goes, find a putter, stick with it. Yeah. Just like whatever feels good in your hand, stick with it. Don't change it because that's some of the worst stuff you can do. Changing putters, changing putters, changing putters because you're always going to have that excuse and that unfamiliarity with the putters. Mm-hmm. I mean... Unless you have a P2, because then there's about 40 putters you can use. <laughs> so um, so my recommendation for an overstable approach. So the yarn, 
I thought was a fantastic disc mm. when I threw it. And this is another Casoplast. Um, and the Culprit, I loved both of those. The hand feel to me was fantastic. Now I know Logan, you have you probably have much larger hands than me. Um, he's like he's a big dude. He's pretty tall. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming he has larger hands than me. But um, I love the yarn and I love the uh, culprit as an overstable mm-hmm. approach. I throw a tactic in that slot, and I don't have any reason to get rid of it or to push it out. Um, so that's what I throw. But if I needed a little more a little more distance than which the tactic and the harp are very similar. They are. If I need yeah. a little more distance than those. I would go with a yarn or a um, culprit. Yeah, um, I feel like the yarns, even though it's overstable, it's still kind of glidy. It does. It is glidy. Yeah, it is glidy. That's where that extra distance comes mm-hmm. in. So, um, and an overstable fairway. God, I have so many of them. Um, the lariat, I think, is fantastic. I don't, I don't know think if I would call it overstable. Stable, right. Yeah. It's pretty neutral. I really leaned on that one um, during the thing, but. Um, I mean, I'm always a felon guy. Like, yeah. felon is what I use in that <laughs> overstable slot. Firebird is another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, mean, I you could go up to maybe like no. a speed 10, like a PD or something. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, there's just, it, there's such a range. It's really crazy to we think can get about. get into Raptors. Yeah. There's another one, or even the Captain Raptors. Which is really over Really overstable. Stable. So, yeah, it just depends how stable you want to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the pioneer is another one and yeah i think that that's a west side isn't it uh um, no pioneers lat lat yeah yeah um so if you want to stay in the trilogy brand there there's a lot of them and then an overstable driver instead of the cutlass um I, there's so many of them there right. are so many of them so i would go out there find a speed that fits you so anywhere between that 10 and 14 range mm-hmm. and whatever one feels good in your hand because there are a plethora of overstable drivers. I bag, actually I don't bag any super overstable. I have a, a lucid glimmer Raider, right? Which are lucid sparkle Raider that is fairly overstable. Mm-hmm. And then I have, that's, I think that's the most overstable I mean, disc I have in my bag. If you're going to stay in Trilogy, Enforcer, Defender. Yep. Oh, I have the Enforcers. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so the, four, I the, enforcer. the Enforcers are pretty pretty stable. Yes. I yep. mean, outside of that, I'm trying to think. I mean, I mean Destroyers. Like yeah. I mean, all those. Like, almost every Destroyer I've ever thrown is more stable than my arm can handle. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like, it's still 12.5 minus 1, 2, mm-hmm. it's still pretty. It's stable. It's pretty stable. And if those aren't stable enough, just put Halo around it. And it's yeah. Yeah. go. <laughs> Because those things are beefcake. So, yeah, so there you go. You have anything else to say? No. Um, yeah, just introduce a little more understability and just get out and try new things. Like, that's, I mean, I was a DD, like, for a while I threw a little bit Innova, but then I, someone, I think Jordan got me onto the Trespass. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I fell hard into like DD and Trilogy. And then for a while I was like, I don't know why I'm throwing all this stuff when I can just, try everything it's just a just a matter of trying stuff like just yeah. go out and explore go to your local shop and be like hey i throw this but i'm looking for another disc that is similar but not yeah. that yeah and then they'll have a recommendation absolutely guaranteed because they're going to have their favorite disc that they can point yeah. you to and you, well here's the other thing too is i think on dd site you can put input well 
it's reverse because you can put in like, okay, I throw the buzz and it'll tell you what disc the buzz is like comparable mm -hmm. in the trilogy lineup or whatever. It'd be nice. Um, Marshall street, I think they have a huge, um, what is it? You can like input a disc and it'll like compare them all. Yeah. Infinite know? does as well. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. There's a bunch of resources out there to do comparable discs and infinite has one Marshall street, um, DD has one on their site. It'll yeah. compare it to DD. I mean, to yeah. trilogy discs. Right. But yeah, they you can go out there and do that. So for anybody that needs that, I'd say jump out there. But like I said, overstable drivers really take your pick. There are so many of them. Um, like I said, I throw a Raider and an Enforcer. I used to have a what's the higher speed? It's the Enforcer and then the D. Oh shoot. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> there's another one that's another speed up from the yeah. Enforcer that's also, and it's, I mean, they're fantastic discs. Um, it just depends on which, you know, which one feels the best in your hand. Mm. So there you go. All right. So here is the random question. If you had to remove one part of your body, which one would it be? <laughs> Appendix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we made this no fun. Yeah. No, um, you don't need it anyway. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, no. Uh, let's see. Like an ear? An ear? Okay. okay. Maybe. Um, Make it look funny, but... Yeah, right. Like Vincent Van Gogh. You just walk around with a little bandage taped to the side of your head yeah. for a while. No one, eh, none the wiser. We'll just have a hole. Yeah. I think like if I, I got rid of hands or anything, you can't play disc golf. I know. So I think I would do with my pinky. You know, but like, <laughs> but it's really hard because like sometimes I feel like that's where like you're, you know, you have your thumb and you're like index fingers, but that pinky, once you engage the pinky, it just feels like a stronger grip. Like if you really? take your pinky off, you kind of lose some of that strength. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm gripping a pen just for yeah, you yeah. folks listening. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I, like grip a power, try to power grip a disc once without I don't power grip oh, right. with a pinky. I yeah, do two fingers right. like this. I barely even have this on there. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like it would be no problem disc okay. golf wise. So yeah, you can take a pinky. I'm okay. Good. A little piggy can be gone. Right. It's not like taking your big toe where you like lose all your balance <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Exactly. Like, you have to retrain yourself how yeah. to walk. No, no. I'm good. I go with a pinky. Maybe a pinky toe. Oh, pinky toe, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've stubbed enough pinky toes in my life where I'm like, it could I, go. I can go, yeah. Well, so would you keep it after you cut off your ear? Necklace, right? Ne <laughs> Whose toe was that? Yeah. It's mine. It's my toe. So if you kept your ear, would you talk into it every once in a while? <laughs> like the crazy guy from um, Universal Soldier? Oh. Dolph Lundgren, he does that. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, my friends, shop updates. Here we go. The Goulds sold out in minutes, so we should be getting a restock of them. We're not going to have many of them. So when they come in, we'll post it up on Instagram, first come, first serve. Yeah. Um, I might actually want one. Yeah. But who knows? And then Cloud Breakers, actually, they dropped today. Yeah. Yesterday. Today. 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 I don't think we have any left. I think we sold them all. Oh, really? When yeah, I stopped in the shop to pick up mine... There's still quite a few left. 
Yeah, we ordered so, the most we could order, but nice. I still think because we had some orders pour in here recently, so okay. might have a few left. But jump on those site and you can grab them or come into the store. And then we have the P ones and the full tilts available on the twenty fourth. I also have a restock of DD coming in, and then we are going to have a restock of MVP coming in, and I'm going to have to follow up with um, whatever the thing is for those. Uh, disc getters <laughs> quick sticks there you go whatever the thing is to get your discs yeah the disc getters um, I was gonna say like go, coming into the store like looking around I was like oh there's a good amount of stuff like Innova was kind of low like mm -hmm. some stuff sold and then like MVP there's hardly like not a lot in there yeah yeah, yeah. so we're gonna do some of those and then Lone Star pick up again so mm -hmm. we'll order both of those next week and I think that's that. So we're going to have a lot of stuff coming in in this yeah. shop because a lot of stuff is going out of the shop right. real quick. So. And then, on, well, on the board, I noticed there's a couple of companies that people, I don't know who had written them down, but it was like Clash, Wild Discs. Someone else said. Oh, I don't even know about Wild. Um, and there was one other company, but I forgot who it was. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Clash, I'm working on. Yeah. I'm working on trying to get Clash in. I can order them from Infinite, um, but they sell out pretty quick. But. I, I have a potential connection nice. to Clash, and I'm going to try to work in a deal. Yeah. So, And if I can get some of those, that'll be awesome. Um, and then Wild Disc, know nothing about them, so I have no clue. I've, I've heard of them, but I don't know much about their lineups, yeah. except that they're named after animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, and then outside of that, I know we have Mint, we have DGA, we have all those obscure brands, but we just don't sell anything mm -hmm. from them. So... We're kind of letting those ones die off sure. a little bit. And then, like, Gateway, I think the discs we brought in, we still have from yeah. the beginning. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, just people just don't buy Gateway. Aside from the Wizards, they're all gone. I should say, well, I think we've mentioned this before. Things are kind of regional as right. to where people, Very much so. you know, buy what companies they buy. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. around here, though, it's like, well, you would think it's Diffcraft because Diffcraft's close, but it's kind of like a melting pot. We have a lot of different... Yeah, just people coming in. I think Innova is still our number one seller. Sure. Um, just and then a bit name brand, you know, exactly based off the name. And then I think you could kind of pick and choose between the trilogy brands and mm -hmm. you know Discraft and Dynamic. Yeah, I mean Discmania. Me, uh, Discmania. Yeah. But Larry, I mean, but Lone Star has. I, I might even say Lone Star might be one of our best brands. They sell the pretty right quick. Now. It's incredible. Yeah. We've brought in over 200 discs and what, maybe less than a month, they're all gone. So yeah, that's cool. Almost all gone. So, all right. But those are our shop updates. Um, and the only thing of importance is your OnlyFans. <laughs> working on it. <laughs> working. No, come on. There's no working on it. You either have one or you don't. Well, how do you think I make content? I have to work at it. <laughs> work it. Work all right. it. Work it. Well, if you don't want to give it to us, then we'll just I'm say... Still, uh, I'm still working on tiers for my tiers. Oh, the, yeah, the tiering system. Okay, yeah. okay. All right, all right. That's acceptable then. Yep. So, I, I mean, I won't subscribe, but I know there's some that will. Yeah. So, you could probably bug them on Instagram. Sure. Night, Why not? Underscore Al <laughs> underscore pod. He might give it to you. <laughs> just hit him up for it. Never know. <laughs> Tell him Shane sent you. <laughs> all right. Keep us up par. Peace.